Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to discuss week five. Already yeah. week five of the NFL season. Uh, the Carolina Panthers will play host to the San Francisco 49ers, who are looking pretty damn good, honestly. Yeah, Did I you? mean, their their defense is outstanding. It's I mean, really good. I saw Nick Bosa had 14 pressures in their last game. Just <laughs> 14 just pressures wow. in one game. I mean, holy crap. Uh, so, yeah, they're pretty good. They've got some good players. We'll talk about them here soon. Hey, they're coming to Carolina on a short week cross country so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean we've got that stranger going for things us. have happened stranger <laughs> things have happened uh real quick before we get started here everyone out there please give us a like and subscribe on youtube we are closing in on a thousand subscribers i think we're like 22 23 out now um so give us a little boost there uh like and subscribe uh if you're a podcast listener uh, go over to iTunes and give us a five-star review over there if you could. We'll read it on the show. Um, other than that, we'll start off with a little bit of news, Jerry. Not great news, to be honest. Uh, no, definitely <laughs> not. One of our key players, Jeremy Chin, placed on IR. Uh, Justin Burroughs brought up from the practice squad, and Kenny Robinson was back, brought back to the practice squad. Unfortunately, the J- Jeremy Chin placed on IR. I kind of had a feeling the way they were talking right after the game and stuff. And yeah. Burris bringing brought back up from the practice squad. I mean, season starter here. I think he's a liability, but I mean, he's he's got track record here. He's not as good as Jeremy Chin, obviously. Certainly not <laughs> as dynamic. Uh, can't do as much, but he is. You know, he's better than trying to bring somebody off the street. He's better than bringing Kenny Robinson in here to start at center or at safety, right? So, I mean, um, you know, Justin Burris has been a, a decent starter for us uh, for a couple years now. So, it's a real bummer that Jeremy Chin is on IR. Uh, I was hoping, you know, that it might only be a game or two that he would miss. But, it, you know, he's going to miss at least four. So, um, that sucks. That really sucks. Because... The margin for error for this Panthers team is not very high. Mm-mm. And losing a guy like Jeremy Chin is going to be noticeable on the defense. Especially, sure. especially with Xavier Woods, our other Xavier safety, Woods who's been playing hurt. great, yeah. did not practice today, which we'll talk about injuries later on. But, I mean, yeah. if both those guys are out, I mean, that's a huge hole in our defense. I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's hope, that, let's hope that Xavier Woods can play because – that's, that's going to be tough. Because then you might be looking at Kenny Robinson being brought up <laughs> under the yeah, active roster. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Or, uh, you know, Miles Hartsfield sw- sliding over or something. I mean, who knows what that is. I mean, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't mind Miles Hartsfield if that type of situation mm-hmm. occurred. Miles yeah. Hartsfield going in safety-wise and starting there. Yeah. I can see that. I think that I think he played some when Ch- uh, Chin went out. Last week, I think he played some of the safeties. So. Yeah, he's he's that rover guy. Play corner, <clears throat> yeah. slack corner, safety, you yeah. know, down in the box for them if they need to. Yep. Um, I wanted to address one thing real quick. We got an email uh, from Walter D. Who uh, wanted to call us out a little bit. His, his subject line was podcast critique, which is always yeah. nice. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm serious about that. We appreciate all emails. Um, and if there's something that's annoying you, let us know. Uh, so, Walter, I'll just kind of address a few things that Walter said here. Um, first of all, he says he likes the show. He's going to continue to listen. So that's good. Thank you. Uh, he likes our opinions, but there seems to be an overwhelming blame on Matt Rule for all that goes wrong. If Rule or the OC calls a good play and the players don't execute, fumble the ball, get a pass tick, etc., how is that Rule's fault? Uh, he thinks he's playing the best that we have, and if they fire Matt Rule, they would still be a below-average offensive team. So, yes, we do yeah. put a lot of blame on Matt Rule, for sure, as do many... I would say maybe even at this point, most Panthers fans. Matt yeah. Rule is the head coach of the team. Matt Rule was brought in, given full control of the football operations. When he was brought in, he was given personnel control. He hired his own GM, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Rule is at the top of the pyramid, you know, when it comes to football operations. I mean, obviously, Tepper's the Panthers at the top, are, top, but... as we shall call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the czar. He, he, you know, he makes all the decisions. Now he's not out there playing on the field. We understand no. that. I don't think we've ever criticized Rule for a player fumbling the ball. Um, I think I may have, but <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, there's a difference between your, the way you feel about Rule and the way I feel about well, Rule. That's for here, sure. Here's my thought, though: is yeah. some of the fundamentals are not there on this team, yeah. and those things are coached over and over again, mm-hmm. especially if you're not getting them right. And that's kind of why I, you know, Chuba Hubbard carrying the ball out here, that's on Chuba Hubbard, but it's also on coaching of correcting that mistake in practice. I always think of Tiki Barber, who always ha- mm-hmm. carried like that, and then coaching got to it, and he he didn't have a fumbling issue anymore. Yeah, and for sure. And, and you know, just addressing the other coaches on the, on the staff, you know, the play callers, oh, yeah. the, Ben McAdoo uh, and Phil Snow, those are Matt Rule's guys. Matt Rule brought those guys in. And Matt Rule does ultimately have the ability to overrule those guys, to, you know, at halftime, sit down with them and figure out in-game adjustments. That's something Matt Rule has been terrible at since he's gotten here. Uh, and it's, and, and you know, Jerry and I were talking before the podcast, but this is something these these problems that we see this year are things that we saw last year are things that we saw the year before that Matt Rule does not seem to have gotten any better at the no. job which you hope in year three you would see improvement now we've had an abysmal offense for two years in a row and Teddy Bridgewater surprisingly is the best quarterback under Matt Rule mm-hmm. um, Matt Rule has had three first round draft pick quarterbacks play for him up now so i the my big thing is like you said it's reoccurring issues it's not if you count cam it's four yes yes four uh but it's reoccurring issues man it's the Mm -hmm. failure to end win close games it's the failure to get an offense that scores or moves the ball consistently it's it's the repeating things and i i've resign myself to the fact that Matt Rule's here at the beginning of the season. I would want to cheer him on. I personally feel like David Tepper already has his pink slip filled out. I think he's just waiting to hand it over because he doesn't want to be that owner. He's already made many mistakes, in my opinion, and other opinions. He doesn't want to fire a head coach, 
four games into the season, five games into the He's going to wait till it's an appropriate time. Now, he's also giving Matt Rule the time to turn it around, mm-hmm. to make that playoff push. I mean, they're one in three, a couple games, and... You cannot you say know. you cannot say everything you want about Tepper. You know the Eastland Mall thing, the Rock Hill thing. You know, not firing rule when all the fans thought he should. You cannot say that he is not patient with Matt Rule, and he's not giving Matt Rule every opportunity because he correct, is. And, the, and that's going to be a good thing on his next coaching hire, mm-hmm. whether it's next year or whenever that that has to be. Right. Yeah, he can point co- to this and say, hey. I gave him three years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was obvious, you know, or maybe not obvious, but it looked like he wasn't going to work out. I kept giving him the chance. I kept giving him the opportunity. Ultimately, I had to let him go because it just wasn't working out. But you come in here, you can expect the same thing. You Correct. Know, You're not going to be a one-and-done coach right. on a rebuilding right. situation. Right. So Now, that being said, yes, I do think that we, we rail on Matt Rule too much. Not that it's not deserved, I don't think. But maybe the listeners are tired of hearing it. You know, maybe you guys, you know how we feel. You feel <laughs> the same way. And maybe uh, we do need to dial it back a bit. Um, so I think we're going to work on that. Um, I do want to address one more comment that he made. Uh, that there's a lot of second guessing in our discussion. Uh, why don't they call more plays for player X? Uh, you know, it sounds like amateur commentary to Monday morning quarterback every play. Okay. Um, well, first of all, we are not professionals. We do not get paid for this. We are amateurs by definition. <laughs> we enjoy doing this a lot. Um, we appreciate everybody that listens to us. Uh, we're kind of surprised that we have so many people that listen to us. I know I am at least. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, this is a hobby for jerry and i yeah and and when we call out say hey we want more plays obviously we're calling it out because things aren't working things aren't Mm -hmm. working and you know we see a spark sometimes when another player comes in Mm -hmm. um i think last year we were saying hey we want to see more frankie louvu and now this year he's starting and we're seeing the benefits we said hey lavisca chenault which i got a commenter on youtube said that spit facts he was injured I didn't realize he got a second injury, but he did return a kick with two minutes left in the second quarter. So he played half the game. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're saying these things because, you know, when we say, hey, why don't uh, they call more passing plays for Christian McCaffrey? Well, they should. We've, We've seen Christian McCaffrey be excellent at that part of the game for his entire career. And for some reason, at the beginning of this season, they were completely went away from it. And it gets quarterbacks in rhythm to do the easy dump offs, and Christian can make. This is my opinion, obviously, mm-hmm. but it gets it can help get a quarterback in rhythm, getting those easy passes done. And Christian McCaffrey's lightning, same with DJ Moore, those quick passes can easily go from a five yard gain to a twenty yard gain. Yeah, and and I say that we're amateurs, but we've been around football our whole lives. We've been watching football, dissecting football our whole lives. Like we're you know, rabid fans that spend way too much time researching and talking about watching film and doing all these things, talking to people that know way more than we do, you know, just to try to glean some insights. You know, I don't want to say that 
we know more than the coach because we don't. We're, we don't. No. We don't live it. We don't get paid it. But sometimes you see things that, you know, should be done. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like that successful teams are doing that we have the personnel to do and we're calling them out. Now, his last comment was just basically saying that he wants to hear more positive things instead of us dogging the team all the time, attacking every failed play. Uh, and then it's easy to criticize after the fact. He's, he's referring to our recap podcasts, um, I, particularly probably the Arizona one, uh, you know, a few days ago where we were justifiably very upset. And I will just say this. <clears throat> we do the recap podcast immediately after the show or after the game, yeah. immediately after the game. We are as raw, as emotional, as uh, angry oftentimes, or as jubilant, happy, you know, as you can be after wins. So you're getting our honest feelings immediately after the game. We haven't had time to calm down. We haven't had time to go back and watch tape and and listen to commentary and things like that. We we are giving you everything we have in the moment. And if it's a loss, especially a loss like Arizona, where just so many things went wrong, we're angry, we're upset, and we're tired of seeing it. And I, in the future, I think we're going to continue to do the key moments because the key moment, the return touchdown, you know, mm-hmm. and other good positives and stars of the game. Because, again, even in that Arizona game, that defense played lights out for three quarters. Mm-hmm. Then they just got tired, which, again, reoccurring issue under this regime. Right. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to get to to um, certainly not have a podcast like we had last week, which which I don't regret us doing. That was that was how we felt, you know. But we did not give kudos to the guys that played well. We we mentioned Frankie Lou, and we mentioned Chris McCaffrey, you know, the guys that that did stand out. Um, and we'll mention some more today because we have had time to calm down and we have had time to go back and look and see the positive things that happened. So. Um, yeah, any any last thoughts on that, Jerry? No, I mean, we've pretty much covered it. I mean, we yeah. do this for fun, but we spend hours upon hours every week researching and getting stats mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I mean, we, we love Panthers, and we want them to win more than anything. But unfortunately, this is probably, since we started this podcast, we have not had a winning season. That's four years ago, Maybe five years ago. Maybe it's our fault. Is it our fault? I mean. Did we do it? And in that time, we haven't had a decent quarterback either because Cam Newton went down with an injury that year. Well, his list if Frank. If you want to send us an email blaming us for that, I, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> like, I hope we didn't cause that, but yeah, the you know, it's that it stacks up. That's yeah. all I'll say. It stacks up. Uh, but thank you, Walter, for sending us the email. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I responded to Walter separately with uh, maybe like a seven hundred word email, um, just <laughs> trying to explain in a long form what we said here so um thank you and again if anybody else wants to email us reach out mailbag at mailmixpodcast.com it is up on twitter uh youtube comments whatever you know we'll call them out all right um we thought that since we are now four games into the season uh getting ready to start week five we're at around the quarter mark you know, with yeah, the 17 we're game 17 season, game season. Yeah, it's not quite there, but we wanted to kind of just say, hey, why are the Panthers where we are? Why are we one and three? Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jerry and I both went and looked today and, and kind of did some research, and we found a lot of reasons why we think 
we are one and three. And if these things improve, our record should improve as well. So, Jerry, why don't you kind of read us through these? Um, third down conversion rate. We're 25% on third down. That's the last in the NFL. And a lot of that has to do with first and second down. We're not bringing up third, third and short. Right. So, that's just one. Time of possession. We're last in the NFL in time of possession. Yeah, less than 25 minutes a game. And that yeah. ties into the third down conversion rate. Mm-hmm. And this next stat right here as well. 53 and a half offensive plays per game. Another last in the NFL. I mean, last. if it holds, that's last in the last 20 years. Yeah, that's... Now, and, and, and we'll talk after these key stats why I think, well, I'm going to talk at least, why I think the Panthers really have nowhere to go but up from here. Yeah. <laughs> imbalance between run and pass, this kind of plays into this too. I mean, there's 145 mm-hmm. pass plays happened so far in 80 run plays. So yeah. that's average 36 pass to 20 runs per game. And here's the thing, there are RPOs, but they need to start, I mean... You, we're talking about third and short. You need to run the ball occasionally on first and second down. Yeah. Um, and, and didn't like 30 of those run plays come in one game? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we that's, will that's talk wild. that. We'll talk about that and keep key plays or key things against the 49ers because I have some mm. more okay. in depth stats on that one. Spoiler alert <laughs> 262 <laughs> yards per game. Passing last, yards. Oh, oh, total total offensive yards, yeah. Total, total offensive yard, last in the NFL. DJ Moore ranked 67th of 73 wide receiver in catchable targets, among receivers with at least 15 targets. However, Moore's average depth target is only 7.5 yards. It's much lower than the six wide receivers with worse catching rates. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's telling you right there why DJ Moore is so far having the worst season of his career. Yeah. I mean, the other receivers have that bad catch rate because they're going deep in the quarterbacks. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously the deeper you are, the less accurate most quarterbacks are, unless you're Patrick Mahomes, who's just freak. And four takeaways, only four teams have less. And most of those, luckily, that is trending upwards. Because in the first two games, we got none, and we got four in two games as two turnovers each game. Yep. So that is trending upwards. That's nice. But... Again, big game. Uh, 664 passing yards per game? No, total. Sorry. Total. Yeah. Total yeah. so far this season. So only the Giants and Chicago have less. So And you know pa- the problems with Chicago and the Giants. Like those quarterbacks are not good. That's where we are. That's yeah. that's our that's your peers. Yeah. Daniel Jones and Justin Fields, who I don't know what's up with Justin Fields, but And the Panthers have had the lead in the second half in all four games. So all those stats we've said, they still held the lead in the second half in all the games, mm-hmm. but lost three of them. We need the Panthers need to know how to hold on to leads. This the defense does seem to get tired, but not only that, it seems like sometimes the play calling seems to get into a oh we got a lead, let's back off, let's not let them get a touchdown. Instead, they let them drive down the field. But we think that's kind of the the reasoning behind the one and three start. Yeah, if you looked at those stats without knowing what team you were talking about and what their record was, you would say 
that's probably an 0-4 or 1-3 team. Yeah. And, yeah, you would be right <laughs> because that is a 1-3 team. Um, yeah, just, you know, I, I don't know what else to say, really, other than we're last in the league and all of those things. We can't get any worse. I mean, we can get a little worse or we can stay the same. But I would imagine as the season goes on, as the you know Baker gets more comfortable, the offensive line gets more comfortable playing together, the timing gets better. You know that those offensive stats are going to go; they're going to go up, right? We're not going to see a twenty-five percent for third down conversions the whole season, right? I, I don't see that. I hope um, not. <laughs> we have too good. We just have too much talent, that, you know. And eventually, and eventually, it's going to come together enough to where those. Rates will go up. Is it going to be soon enough? That's the question. Because we're still only one game out of first place in the NFC South. Exactly. If you could, if we could get this offense on track, it doesn't have to be a top tier offense. With this defense, you know, barring injury, more injuries, this team can really start stringing together some wins if the defense mm-hmm. stays clean, tight, or rested, you know, and can ball yeah. hawk. The defense can be better than it is. I mean, it, it's good, but it could be good for the whole game. Mm-hmm. If the offense can just get, you know, six more minutes of possession a game. Yeah. Two more, you know, less than two minutes of possession per quarter more. And that defense will be way less tired. Like like the old ball coaches used to say, there's three tiers of football. Offense, defense, and special teams. And two of those are holding up their end of the bargain this year. Yeah. That is true. Um, 90% of the time, Jerry, you're right 100% of the time. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Well, we wanted to go and kind of look back a little bit at last week just for a few minutes and check out our PFF grades for the week four game against the Cardinals. Uh, We're just going to do five top, five bottom and talk a little bit about them if they – Jump out at us. Uh, for the offense, I've talked about the offensive line. Five, three of the five are offensive linemen. Austin Corbett with number one with a 77.6. Akeem Aquanu, 74.9. Number two, good to see there. And then Pat Elfline at number five with a 64.6. Pat Elfline, by the way, quietly having a good season. He's only given up I know. One sack. I feel really, really dirty about that. It just feels <laughs> wrong. But, yeah, he's, he's having a solid season. I mean yeah. – I mean, Pat Elfline only given up one sack. Of course, Bradley Bozeman has given up zero sacks. So well, you Bradley me, Bozeman you hasn't tell been me playing who should be at playing, all. Jerry, you tell me who should be playing. Uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey also in the top five with a 73.1 to 71.9, respectively. Uh, on the bottom side of the offense, we had Robbie Anderson with a 52.7. Shai Smith with a 51.8. Uh, Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas uh, with a 50 and a 42. And then Taylor Moten. Taylor Moten, a rare occur- uh, appearance on the bottom five. He actually graded out decent, not great, but on pass blocking. But I guess he had a really bad game run blocking because he had like a 29 run block score. So Yeah, they didn't give him enough opportunities to get that score up. No. Yeah. So, I, but, yeah, but, for, I, but for I did the, kind of see that. For the worst in, five, Jerry, are, yeah. are pass catchers. Do you blame that on Baker or... Well, I mean, I the I, way PFF grades is your role in your role in strictly your role. Like, yeah. if Baker misses the throw, then that's on Baker's, not right. 
And Robbie yeah. Anderson, I felt like I saw him have a drop pass or stuff. And I didn't barely Rob, saw it. Robbie anything. Anderson dropped a pass? Yeah. <laughs> and we should we try all... to get somebody from PFF on one day and talk to them. I think that would be interesting. And Ian Thomas had two drop passes. Tommy Trimble had one. I mean... Bad, bad day. For those those guys need to stay out at the jugs machine at this point. Oh, I or, have a I have an uh, an opinion on that later in the podcast about oh, okay. what they need to do at tight end, and he's well, already on the roster, guys. He's already on the roster. Look at the defense. Uh, top five: Shaq Thompson, Matt Ioannidis, Brian Burns, Corey Littleton, Frankie Louvu. Uh, Eighty nine for Shaq Thompson, so almost in the ninety club. Uh, Frank Louvu rounds that out with a 72.8. And everybody else is right in the middle there. Um, yeah. I guess the... I mean, Matt Ioannidis looked really good in the game. Just from watching it, you could tell he was playing really well. Yeah. Uh, I really like the signing there. It feels like, man, it feels like every year we sign a good defensive tackle to one season. <laughs> like, to well, one year. Well, last year, uh, whatchamacallit, I can't think of his name. Uh, the- Dante Jones. Dante something. Yeah, Jones, something uh, Jones. Daquan Jones. Jones. Daquan, Daquan Jones. Jones. Yeah. Daquan Jones did kind of struggle <laughs> we'll last get there year. Eventually. But Matt Ioannidis definitely. I would like to see him back in a Panther uniform. He's fairly young too. I yeah. think he's a nice uh, pairing with Derek Brown, who's also having a good year. Uh, he's not on this top five this year, this week, but last no, but he's week having he, a, he's having a great year. So he's he's he has ascended to a new level. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom five on defense, Miles Hartsfield. Now, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He was kind of shifting between safety and corner. Um, mm-hmm. So he ended up with a 46. Jeremy Chin with a 45. All right, we're not going to blame Jeremy Chin. He got hurt early and didn't even play most of the game. Uh, Sean Chandler, Henry Anderson, and Marquan McCall with a 29.8 at the bottom there. I don't know how many snaps Marquan, uh, Marquan McCall played. But I can find out real quick. Well, while you're looking at that up, uh, man, it, it's sad when our safeties are the ones that are really down there, especially our pass defense, man. That's supposed to be our strength. Granted, again, Jeremy Chin only played, what, a, not even a quarter. And Hartsfield and Sean Chandler are both considered backups, but it's still scary. I mean, all yeah. these guys are technically backups except for Chin. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm trying to find how many Marquall played, but I'm sure it was less than 20%. You know, so, and again, Chin got hurt. Henry Anderson doesn't, hasn't really done anything all season, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, honestly, not too upset with that list. No. To be honest, yeah. So... All right, well, that's going to do it for that. Uh, do you want to take a quick break now, Jerry? And then come back with our whole... Yeah, with the okay. whole preview. All right, we'll be right back. CBDX.com. Have you ever heard of them, Jerry? I have, and I use them frequently. Jerry is not only a spokesman, he is also a client. Yes. That's what he's trying to say. Uh, for all of your CBD needs, Jerry and I love the gummies. Uh, they have vapes, vape pens, flour, which I did not know what flour was. I thought it was. I thought it was not, like you know before we started doing the CBD stuff. Um, I didn't know what flour was because you know I've just never been in that world. But uh, so I saw it on the original ad and I was like. 
this is a misprint. They don't sell flowers. What is flower? <laughs> Jerry explained it to me. I was like, oh. So they have flower. Um, <laughs> you can use promo code MEOW for 20% off and free shipping, I believe. Uh, you get a little bit off. We get a little bit back. Helps the show out. Helps you out. Helps them out. Yep. Why not do it? The only thing I will say with the flower is don't carry mm-hmm. it around in your car as police don't believe you when mm-hmm. you tell them it's CBD and it's It smells legal. like the real thing. Yeah, yeah. I was it watching uh, On Patrol, with formerly of Live PD. Last week, they, they pulled someone over at South Carolina and they confiscated it because that just can't be CBD, he said. But. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's almost the real thing at this point. Yeah. Um, check them out. CBDX.com. Promo code MEOW. 20% off. And we are back. And I've got some 49ers Panthers trivia for you, Stephen. All right. So, starting when the Panthers introduced into the NFL, mm-hmm. they were in the NFC West. With Made perfect sense. Division rival San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Who were the other teams in the NFC West when the Panthers joined the the St. Louis Rams? Mhm. And I believe the Atlanta Falcons. You are correct, but you're missing a team. Oh, there was 5. Um I don't think it was New Orleans. Was it Tampa Bay? You are incorrect, sir. Ah. New Orleans Saints. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. What did I say? I said Tampa you said, Bay? No, you said... Oh, I meant you to said, say New Orleans. No, you said, <laughs> I think it was New Orleans. No, it wasn't New Orleans. I think it's Tampa Bay. That's what you yeah. said. Oh, well. But that was fun. Yeah, hey, I got two or three. <laughs> uh, you probably thought that St. Louis would stump me. Yeah, I really did. I was like, yeah. that's the one that stumped me. That's to be honest the only with one you. I was sure about. <laughs> I thought Atlanta. I thought Atlanta pretty pretty clearly, but I didn't know the other one. Man, that was weird. <laughs> those those divisions were really weird back then. They, they did the right thing by reorganizing. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another reorganize. Honestly, I mean, I think our division is pretty set, but there's some other ones that could use some work and honestly i wouldn't mind like being in washington's division i think that'd be kind of cool the nfc east will never change they're they're it's his too tightly wound yeah well i think the nfl needs a shake-up because i'm tired (laughs) of watching cowboys every freaking i mean that probably wouldn't change but yeah yeah well whatever the nfc is good the nfc East is good this year yeah (laughs) so we don't have any room to talk all right, I so did let's... see. I, oh, let me let's, real quick. I saw a, a graph with the records for each division, and the NFC South is dead last. It's six and ten for the total division record. I yep. think eleven and five. I think it was the NFC East was number one. So, yeah, we're uh, not uh, that. That just gives you more hope that the Panthers could crawl out of this thing. Yeah, because this division is not very good. All right, sorry. Oh, no, we're going to go ahead and just start looking at some injuries for this game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey did not practice today. Rest as normal. LaVisca Chenault, hamstring. It says string, but I think it both are injured at this point, and he did not practice. Uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver, thigh, did not practice. 
Xavier Woods safety hamstring did not work practice. That one scares me. Yeah. Because with chin out, that that could be ooh. Um now limited practice, we're gonna have Marquise Haynes, knee, Frankie Louisville, shoulder, uh Steven Sullivan back. And Shaq Thompson knee. So Shaq, uh, yeah. Frankie Louvu. Those are good players on that list here. Yeah. The injury <laughs> bugs starting to creep in. That yeah, that which is the exact last thing this team needs. Like that was the one thing that you could say, ah, well at least we're still healthy. Yeah. Uh, and it's, there are a lot of key playmakers on defense, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haynes, Luvu, Woods, Thompson, Chin, Chin. Yeah. Oh well, Chin not even on this list, but he's out. Oh man. All right. What about the 49ers? Okay, so the 49ers, some reason, are unlike any other team that we've covered in the past few years because usually I just go to the Panthers' website before we get on mm-hmm. and get the latest injury report. They do not have an injury report on their website, and the Panthers don't either, which is odd hmm. because I guess they get it from the other team. So yeah. I had to find CBS Sports. So some of these could be old, some of these could be new. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so... I went from the most recent, uh, Colton McKevitz, offensive tackle, knee, MCL, out. Uh, Ross Dwayley, tight end, ribs, questionable. Uh, Trey Lance, IR. Uh, Jimmy Ward, cornerback, hamstring, IR. Return is this week. I wonder if he will play or not, if he, this is his first week back. Yeah. Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle, knee, he's questionable. Uh, Juwan Jennings, wide receiver, questionable. Uh, Tyler Croft, tight end, uh, out. Uh, Tavares Moore, hamstring, questionable in our DB. Tyron Davis Price, running back, out. Trent Williams, that this is a big one. Trent Williams, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, out. Aziz Al-Jari, I think, linebacker, knee MCL, he's on IR. And Eric Armstead, questionable. So there's some big names, especially with Kinlaw and Eric Armstead. I mean, mm-hmm. that middle of that defensive line could be out, which would benefit the Panthers, especially you know if they want to try to get the, you know, run game going. Yeah, yeah. I found the their regular injury report, and it's basically the same that you said. Okay. I don't see anybody on here that's different. So, yeah. Um, they must have I posted mean, it like. <clears throat> Yeah. After we started, because I did it right before we. And it's weird. It it defaulted to week three. I had to go into the URL and change it to week four. So, not something Mm. that you you would have thought to do, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, you know, Trent Williams being out is huge. Uh, If some of these other injuries pan out, that would be helpful too. But man, the the rest of that defense is just really good anyway. So (laughs) it's going to be tough. Yes, and being that tough. Vegas has noticed. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers are at home, six and a half point underdogs to the 49ers, and the over under for this game is 39 points. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, I don't think I would take the over. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's really low. That's a really low number. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, yeah, but do I trust the Panthers to score more than? 14 points in this game 
Do I think the defense will give up more than 26 points in this game? That's exactly it. I mean, even our defense is is our strength, and their offense isn't lighting them up. But, I mean, yeah, just... And by the way, 26 plus 14 is 40. So Vegas is pretty good. (laughs) Like, Vegas is pretty good at their job. (laughs) Like, those are the numbers I thought of really quickly. And, yeah, that's weird. Always a winner in Vegas, and it is Vegas. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's look at some key matchups here. Uh, Key matchups and things the Panthers need to do to win. Maybe they're not matchups. Maybe they're just things that they need to do, such as try to establish the run. Yes. uh, This is where I mentioned earlier. The Panthers average only 19 carries in losses while having 31 in the single win this week. Um, This includes 13 runs by Baker Mayfield in those losses. Uh So that... 15 design run play plays per loss. So that's how they really tried to... I understand RPOs, but come on, guys. You've got to try to get run the ball. I don't even yeah. want to say Christian McCaffrey. You give him 12, 13 runs, great. We have Deontay Foreman. You have Chuba Hubbard. Let those guys run. McCaffrey's Control still getting like 90% of the snaps. Get, let the other guys, you've signed him for a reason, Deontay Foreman. Yeah, those those short third one, third and two, like let Deontay Foreman get in there and knock some guys down. You know, not that it, Christian McCaffrey can't, but save that wear and tear on Christian McCaffrey and let Foreman with fresh legs go in there and do it. And shrink the clock. We're talking yeah. about time of possession. All those incompletions doesn't shrink the mm-hmm. clock, stops the clock. Shrink the clock. You know, give our defense rest time. That helps. It does. Um, 49ers only given up 73 yards per game on the ground, though. So uh, they have a very I mean, stout run defense. This is the number one defense in the league. Second against yeah. the run, second against the pass. Pick your poison, and my poison would be, let's try to establish the run, or at least, if the game is close, continue to play run plays. Run, run plays. It's... You need this. Your defense needs it. Yeah. And, and this isn't on our list, so I just do want to mention it. In the passing game, which they will have to pass in this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, Don't Don't get it twisted. They will be down. They will need to pass to try to catch back up in this game. Um, do something different. <laughs> don't stop doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting them to, to have different results, especially against the best defense you've played this year so far. I want to see them roll Baker out of the pocket. That is yeah. where he makes plays sort of unscripted, you know, give him some options, but let plays develop, you know, let him improvise a little bit. That's, that's where Baker has been the best is when he's able to do that. So, you know, you're already one in three. What you've been doing so far is not working. Switch it up. Try something new. Run the ball a lot more, like Jerry said. But when you're passing it, do something different there too. Yeah. Don't target Ian Thomas uh, all the time. Like, it felt like Ever. every game <laughs> in the first quarter, it seems like we're targeting Ian Thomas for some reason. Like, on pivotal downs, it's like plays drawn up for him, and he drops the ball wide open, which it's well, like. Uh, you know, we, we know that McAdoo likes to use a tight end, which yeah. is apparently why they gave Ian Thomas a new contract, weirdly. Um, and 
Baker not being comfortable, obviously, with everyone on the team, those quarterbacks go to the tight end. That's the safety valve. Yeah. And Ian Thomas is just not a good pass catcher. Tommy Trimble at this point does not seem like he's a good pass catcher. You know who does? Richie? Richie. Let Richie have the majority of the tight end snaps. As long as he's a decent blocker, which as a fullback, I assume he is. Let He's been the best looking one in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, Stephen no, Sullivan agree. is an amazing you know, body and seems to have some good ball skills, but seems very raw. So I'm not sure that he's the guy, but yeah, and I saw your little smile there. Um, I'm just saying I'm going to cut that little bit. Uh, Sullivan has a great, bo- amazing body and great ball skills. Listen, all sports are weird when it comes to phrasing. Okay, that amazing body part to kick it off with. Well, he does, man. He's, he's he's big and strong, and you know, I can appreciate that. I wish I was like that. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Ricci. Ricci needs to be. Sorry, I just kept picturing Steven Sullivan in my mind. <laughs> Richie needs to be the, the main pass-catching tight end, in my opinion. Or at least needs to be given the opportunity. Every time he's been out there and given the chance, he does something good with the ball. So he catches it, and he runs with it. I, I agree. More than he I does, can say for Trimble and Ian He Tom. does seem faster, and he seems, you know, when he gets the ball in his hand. And, again, it's because that Trimble and Ian Thomas have not shown anything. I would still like to see Trimble a little bit more, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I agree with they don't you. Don't seem to be developing him well. No, they ha- it doesn't seem that way. So, I would like to see Trimble a little bit more. I agree with Ricci. If you're going to target tight the tight ends, let's try to mix match it. See see if one of the other guys can flourish. I mean, basically, yeah. what you're trying. Give him a chance because we. You know, I know you're paying Ian Thomas, but he's not the guy. He's just not the guy. I. I've told you multiple times to give him a chance. I was like, oh, give him a chance. Four games in, I think he has like four or five drops. I mean, yeah. and and, I, and you're seeing it. And now I, he's had his chance. Let's see he's if one of the chance. other guys can make some magic happen. I mean, he's had multiple different quarterbacks. Granted, most of them not very good. Um, been in multiple different schemes, and he hasn't done well in any of them. So, so yeah. yeah, I'm... This is the year that I'm jumping off to give him a chance because he got the chance this year and he's just not Welcome. There. Welcome. So another key to the game is get pressure on Jimmy G. Um, I have some stats here from PFF. When he is under pressure, he is awful. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy of 26 under pressure passing the ball. Now, if he's kept clean, that skyrockets to 91. And that's with most quarterbacks, but it's dramatic with Jimmy G. Um, then you're blitzing, you know, it goes down. If it's it's weird, not blitzed, it goes down. So I guess that means they're dropping back in coverage. But when he's blitzed, it's high. I guess that's if he's not under pressure. So I mean, that tells you that he, he uh, is very good at finding his safety, safety valve. valve. Yeah. Yeah. He, so if you're and by the way, rush, Jimmy G, there. very very efficient quarterback. Like he's, he might not be flashy, um, but man, I would have much rather the Panthers traded for him than Baker. I mean, and, even at the time, we we wanted Jimmy G for this year because he's just better. 
Uh, he's that contract was just never going to be. Yeah. And, and that's why he, I personally feel like he put that no trade clause in there while I take that play cut because he figured, okay, if I'm going to get traded, I want to choose my destination. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. Who, uh, who can blame him? No. Yeah. But yeah, you're right there. Um, you know, that's something that we saw in the saints game. The Panthers brought a ton of pressure. Mm-hmm. They, they, and they, maybe they did that because they knew Jameis was hurt and, they wanted yeah. to, you know, get him scared. But they should just do that every game because that really worked against against Jameis. Um, Jimmy G is not a running quarterback. He is a pocket quarterback. You mm-hmm. don't have to drop a spy. You don't have to worry about him going. Just go after him. He Brian gets the ball B- out quickly. Go ahead. Brian Burns, go after Jimmy G, yeah. especially if their offensive tackle, uh, Trent Williams, is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go after him, because that backup probably can't handle your speed. So yeah, and move and move reason. him around, move him around if need be. Yeah, because I don't want to see Brian Burns dropping back in coverage, but five to ten times tops this week. I want him after Jimmy G. Yeah, and I you know I've seen some dissenting views about Burns dropping into coverage and um, people showing screenshots of. You know, Burns in coverage while Horn blitzes and Luvu's blitzing. And, and yeah, it, you know, there are specific plays where it would be, it's perfectly fine for Brian Burns. No, no. I but agree. we don't want it to be on, you know, 25% of the plays that he's out there. Correct. 30% of the plays he's out there. That doesn't make any sense. And me personally, obvious passing downs, I say you let your best pass rusher rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's just me. Last <clears> week <throat> I did say there was a misnomer because there, I think he was spying. Kyler on third and longs, mm-hmm. and I understood that. Jimmy G's not Kyler Murray, though. No, no. You don't have to worry about that. Um, however, one guy that you do need to worry about on San Francisco, Debo D- Samuel. Yes. Yeah. Debo Samuel is, is like a Swiss Army knife. He does everything for them. Um, he, I, I mean, everyone who's watched the football in the last year has known that Debo Samuel will run, line up at running back multiple times a game as a running back and take running back plays. It's not a gimmick. He becomes their running back when he is in that position. Uh, yeah. He's also a very, very good receiver. You know, he's a 1,000-yard receiver. He's uh, a touchdown catcher. I mean, he's he's dynamic. Uh, he is uh, he, he's essentially Christian McCaffrey if Christian McCaffrey were a wide receiver first. Correct. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. too. I mean, he's just, he's a utility knife. And Shanahan uses him in so many different ways and so and gets the ball to him with space. Honestly, LaVisca Chenault should really try to mimic Debo Samuel's game because he's not the fastest wide receiver. He's not the fastest player on the field, but he makes big plays because he's tough, strong, and breaks tackles that way. And I think LaVisca Chenault can do that for us. Obviously, you have to get the scheme in. You're, you're going to have to design plays for him. But uh, Debo Samuel, yeah. You can't... Yeah, if, I mean, if Chenault could be a poor imitation of that, that would be a real weapon, honestly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But and, and by the way, DJ Moore, that was a thought about him as well. I mean, mm-hmm. and Curtis Samuel, when he was here, that's something that they like to do with Curtis Samuel. But the extent that, that San Francisco does it, where occasionally Debo Samuel's running the ball 10 times a game, 
yeah. more sometimes. Uh, and again, it's real running back down the middle, you know, of the of the line runs. Like these are not dainty wide receiver reverses or something, which he does those as well. But uh, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's really impressive, honestly. Oh, he his really body, is. Have you seen his body? His ball skills are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get off those uh, ball skills and amazing bodies receivers there, Steven. Yeah. Don't make me get off his ball skills. <laughs> um, I, I guess our last pl- uh, key here would be, you know, Panthers offensive line versus the defensive line oh, yeah. of 49ers. Who are pretty good. Oh, we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Joe uh, Bosa, Nick Bosa, mm. fourteen pressures in one game. He's got six sacks. He is very good. He's almost got a ninety PFF grade, which is elite uh, for the season so far. Yeah, He's and awesome. their other edge rusher is no slouch. Uh, Abukum, I can't. I can't. Samson, about. I mean, Samson. Yeah, Samson. Dudes, I mean, both edge guys are dangerous, so you can't sleep Mm -hmm. on either one of them. Just, again, my hope is that Armstead and Kinlaw miss, and at least you have that middle of the line, which is already their weakest spot. Weakest. Using quotes there for all you podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. They're not (laughs) weak-weak. We'll put it that way. But our O-line has been playing a lot better. I mean, they've gotten better every week. Um Last week, mm-hmm. Taylor Moten didn't have the greatest week, but the rest of them did, and I personally think that Taylor Moten's fine. He just had a bad day. But yeah. they're, they're going to have to try to keep him off. Um, Nick Bosa. You know, it's weird that, that if you look at our offensive line, like PFF year grades, you've got Corbett third for right guard, Christensen 13th for left guard, Elfline 14th for center, which all of those are in the top upper half, uh, yeah. some upper like third, and with Corbett really high. But then you've got Moten, 42nd out of 70 tackles, and then Iquanu, 61st out of 70 tackles. So it's like if you look at PFF, that the corner, the tackles, which we thought coming into the season were going to be our strong points, are actually our weak points so far. And again, well, we've seen Iquanu get better each week. But Moten does seem to be maybe having like an average season. Correct. I was going to say, I'm going to leave Icky alone. I do worry about Icky going against Nick Bosa and these edge rushers. No no rest for Icky. No. Man. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that Giants game was his rest because every week he's getting... They have a really dynamic defense that does a lot of... They give you so many different looks. I, I would say last week, like against Watt, was probably his, you know... Down week, but given everybody else that he's looked at, I mean, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. And, and, Bosa is probably the best so far, and he's he's getting better. So, but I again, guess Bozer or Miles Garrett, either if, way. If you're gonna, you know, need somebody to chip Bozer or something like that, let Ian Thomas out there. He's not catching the passes anyway, so yeah. Tremble, we drafted him because he was supposedly the best, you know, blocking tight end in the game. So whatever. All right, any uh. Any other kind of keys or things you wanted to mention about the game itself? Uh, going to be a tough one. Pick up third downs. Get it third and short. Get better than 25%. I mean, 
I, I don't know how much more I can say about letting this defense rest. Yeah. That's the thing is to me, win the time of possession battle. Just win the time of possession battle would be my, my last key, uh, an easily quantifiable one, but that means you're running the ball. That means you are converting third downs and they're on the field less than you. Their defense is on the field more than, you know, mm-hmm. our defense. That's the key. So control, control the time. It's, it goes exactly with what Jerry said, converting third downs. Like, let's let's move the ball. Let's do something different this game. Yeah. Show hope. Show hope. Yeah, hope. <laughs> like Leia said at the end of Rogue One. Andor, by the way, Disney Plus, not a not a sponsor, but that's that's a good show. Have you seen it yet? No, I have not. Oh, you should check it out. It's really good. All right. Beer bed of the week. Beer bed of the week. And I'm going to our messages because I don't remember what we chose. Do you have it? It was, what will be more rushing attempts by the Panthers or more tight end yards? Yeah, that's By right. the Panthers. I like that one. Well, you know how I feel about the tight ends, Jerry. So I'm going to say that we are going to have more rushing attempts than tight end receiving yards. And I hope you are correct, but <laughs> I am going tight end yards because they seem to get at least 30 each game, so... I mean, I would say that that's a good thing if the tight ends are that involved, but they would have won that bet last week with 14 yards. So maybe <laughs> maybe it wouldn't be such a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, bold predictions. Go ahead and let you take that one. Yeah. Um, it was really – I'm trying to stay positive here for the Panthers. Um, it's really tough, man. It's really tough, but – I'm going to say that they are going to hold the San Francisco 49ers to zero sacks in this game. Nice. And I do think that is a bold prediction, given how good that defensive line is. I am actually going to go the same way, except the other way. I'm going to say Uh five sacks for the Panthers. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, if both of those things happen, or even if one of those things happen, I think it's a good thing for the Panthers. I mean, obviously it's a good thing for the Panthers, (laughs) but I think it means a good thing for the result of the game. Yeah. Which uh, we're going to talk about right now. And I'm going to make Jerry go first. Because he hates it when I do that. I'm going the San Francisco 49ers 23-13. Oof. Yeah. um, I'm going to kind of tickle the Vegas line here a little bit. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. Uh, But I think the Panthers are going to win. I think this is the game where the offense finally kind of comes together. And I think the Panthers shocked the world and went 21-14. Nice. I I would love it if we could win this game. I would love it for us. It would be a huge win, man. And it would really, especially if they figured some stuff out. Right. We really could. So. You know, I'm going to remain hopeful, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything from the offense to make me think that this is going to happen. But maybe... But there's pieces there, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Any there last, are pieces there. Any um, last thoughts of the Panthers game before we look at the NFC South? Uh, I saw that in the power rankings, we're pretty much last in everybody's power rankings now. I saw we're uh, 30th and one. 
I see. Oh, I keep seeing the nice. Texans as thirty second. They're zero and four. So. I've seen. I know. I saw the Panthers last in a lot of them, uh, and then thirty first in a couple as well. So yeah, I think them and yeah, isn't that that's what you want to be? You want to be in that group. The Texans and the Bears and I mean the Bears are two and two. Yeah. How are the Bears two and two? <laughs> well, well, they had that monsoon game that they beat yeah. San Francisco. I think it was. I mean. That, you know their quarterbacks completing like eight passes a game and they're two and two. That's hey, good for them. Yeah, I don't know if it's real, but good for them. All right, let's look at the NFC South games. NFC South games: the Atlanta Falcons travel to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the battle for first place in the division battle for the division crown. <laughs> so again, this team is this division's not going anywhere. Um, yep. So. Go for it. I mean, if you yeah. can start stringing some wins together, this division's still in grasp. Uh, meanwhile, Seattle Seahawks go to New Orleans. I don't know. Seattle's a good team. I don't know either. Seattle, this is, this is my thing about coaching. Seattle Seahawks don't have a team that you think should compete right now. A lot of people pick them to finish dead last in the league. That's what good coaching does. That, like, he rallies at Pete Carroll, oldest guy, coach of the league. Mm-hmm. Looks spry, but he rallies those guys. And uh, I'm glad Russ coach. is gone. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, Geno Smith has turned into a top five quarterback. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Geno Smith, who was dead, literally dead. Not literally. Figuratively, but yes. Figuratively dead. dead. Career dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, had just been bouncing around and never even a consideration for teams like Carolina, you know, who who desperately needed a quarterback. And he's playing amazingly. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I, I personally so feel I, yeah, like I wouldn't they're know. scheming. I would, I'd stay away from that game if you're betting because I, I have no idea. Yeah, I feel like they're scheming correctly for Geno Smith. I mean. Yeah. And they have good receivers. Yeah. They have really good receivers. They have a good tight end. Like they, you know, they have a lot of good pieces there, and they have the, the coaching staff. Oh well, we can't all be Seattle, I guess. You know, Seattle right. fans are just like everybody counted us out, but look at us now. <laughs> oh man, I would love to be in that position. Yeah, me too. Hey, maybe in a few weeks we will be. Correct. We'll see. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMix podcast if you have any questions or comments you have you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com and if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on apple podcast we'll read it on our show please like and subscribe on youtube we'll be back on sunday evening to recap the panthers 49ers game hopefully we come bearing good news yes be amazing So we'll talk to you guys then. Until then, stay safe out there and keep pounding.